gag me, take me to the bunny ranch. People dying, kill me in the packing house. How about Mr. Seth Green? And and Claire Grant. Yeah, I know. How much do you love? I I almost get emotional when I think about that. How long have you known Seth and, and Claire? We finally, I met him at the Playboy Mansion. Of <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> oh, do go on. Yes. And he was, uh, I don't think it was toga night, and I don't think it was uh, pajama party night, whatever that was. Because he's usually quite modest, so I don't. I doubt it was toga no, night. No, yeah, yeah. it might have been, or it might have been hoodie night. I think it was... For me to go to that party, which I had a good time there, three times of the twenty times that I went during my <laughs> my uh, twenty-three years yeah. of being single, but yeah. I, I got divorced when I was forty-two, and then um, I got married when I was uh, sixty-one. So oh, fuck! That's a long time. Yeah, you go to the Playboy Mansion. Mm-hmm. You don't go now. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I don't know where he's buried. I don't think it's there. Well, it'd be great if he was, like just right, right under the in pool. monkey cage. Yeah, exactly in a monkey cage. <laughs> but but the, yeah, but yeah, you used to frequent the. Uh, the uh, I don't the frequent Playboy any spots anymore. I'm I'm happy. Well, you used to. Married. I used to. I yeah. was. I, it was funny because I was like on Entourage. We were all on it. Were you on it? No, no. I visited the set though one time, and I was like, "Okay, I'm cool. Yeah, <laughs> I've I'm had cool. enough. Yeah, I've had enough. Life's yeah, yeah. not like that. Yeah, I'm okay. Seth was on it. Yeah, that's that's who I was visiting. Yeah, yeah. There you go. How long have you been friends with Seth? <sighs> First time I met him was uh, probably about twenty, twenty-one years ago. Something like that. Yeah, it was. So at, you didn't meet during the child child actor phase. No, no, no. I mean, he's about uh, like six, eight years older than me, which, like, right now isn't a big deal. But when you're a kid, six or eight years That's is a huge. long time. It's huge. Yeah. That's a quarter of your life or a third of your life. You and know? you met Breck and Meyer at the same time. That no, little... I met Brecken much later. Brecken's one of those stories where it was. Um, uh, Seth Hold on, a, let me just land my plane. Yeah, I know, right? Well, welcome. You know, yeah. They here, probably can't here, hear. Here it. in East Cleveland, you know, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah I've been to East Cleveland. Yeah. I, I started comedy there, but back to Brecken. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, well, we kept on hearing about each other. Like Seth kept on talking about how great Brecken was, and Seth kept on talking to Brecken about how great Mac was, and then we didn't meet each other for and like that's fifteen years. You know, yeah. Like so, we kept on like we, we were more um, uh, mythology to each other before we actually met. Right. You know, yeah. And, and Brecken is is just the loveliest. He guy. is. He it's is not fake. No, he's not fake. No, when he's you see straight. that face, and a face does that look, you go, oh, that's faking kindness. Yeah. It's like over the years, I've become friends with Norman Lear, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's a big name to drop. Yeah, there you go. And uh, you were at my benefit for Scleroderma that we do, and mm-hmm. Norman was there, and and I think Jeff Ross was heckling him. Yes. And and Norman said, fuck you, I love Bob Saget, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Norman's 97, and his show got canceled one day at a time on Netflix, and he got it redone by another network. Mm-hmm. At 97. He's still, still fucking hustling. He yeah. is. <laughs> but he did it because he didn't want to see those actors not get to do good work. Yeah. And he's proud of it. And he's just what we all should strive to be. One, alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and... Just giant heart. Just yeah. a giant heart. Listen, I walked up to him at your, your scleroderma event. At, what's the name of it, anyway? Scleroderma Research Foundation is Cool Comedy Hot Cuisine is our event. Oh, wow. And That's we a lot do of it in, It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> we tried to CCHC, hashtag, SRF, and it's a, the disease is scleroderma. I mean, that's tough enough. Yeah, it, no, it sounds like a, clean, it sounds like a it. cleaning agent. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, how you, it's how you clean an agent. Yay. There is no way to clean an agent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, just uh, do a Too package late. deal and yeah. then sue them. Yeah. Um, but uh, my sister passed away from it, and I've been doing benefits ever since, and and always with the best comedians. And that particular yep. night you were at was a really special night. That was fun. I, I wasn't able to stay the whole time. Uh, did Dave Chappelle ever show up? Oh, Dave Chappelle. But you didn't see it when Stamos and I were on stage doing the auction, and then... Um, out came uh, John Mayer on, gu- mm-hmm. on guitar, and then Dave Chappelle came out because he, he was waiting to go on, but he wanted to make an impression of getting people to bid more money. And then he went out and he did a half hour oh, wow. of no material because otherwise you got to lock up the phones. He doesn't want people to record him. Yeah, yeah. Understandably, because it becomes uh, your next special. 
and uh, you can make a YouTube out of most comedians. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you yeah. got nine people filming, you've got nine Zabruder films. Yeah. Of your act. Yeah. <laughs> but Chappelle is uh, special. He's an anomaly. Yes. Yeah, he is, and he did. I'm sorry you missed him. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I grabbed my guitar and just left. But actually, when but you I, bid so much money for that, that was so kind. No, well, nobody wanted to buy a Taylor Swift guitar and that, and that kind of did. crap. They did. They did. It's just that you the leapt. The, you no, leapt. You, the, the lady, the lady that was I was bidding against, she thanked me afterward. <laughs> she thanked me. She goes, "Oh, good, thank God," because I didn't want to tell her. But Swift she would have done it because her kid probably would have. That's loved that's it. exactly what it was, kind of thing. But yeah, no, and it was very sweet of Taylor. Yeah, honestly, it really was. Like, yeah, like, I'm not, cra- I'm not crapping on Taylor Swift. It's just not the Taylor Swift crowd, you know, like that kind of thing necessarily. Well, I might have her. She said she would be willing to perform at it, and if she's willing to perform at it, then she's great. Yeah, no, then yeah, she's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she is. No, she honestly she is very is sweet. Damn of her. good. I yeah, mean, it's also a Taylor Swift guitar, her brand of guitars. I know. Yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things I did though was I walked up to Norman Lear in, in the crowd and I said, "Could you sign my guitar?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure, like check it, whatever." And I said, "Have you ever signed a?" guitar before he goes no i haven't so 97 years of his life you know being norman lear and, and he never signed a guitar he before remembers literally everything yeah he's as and sharp as a tech some time sometimes because he's 97 but he ain't going nowhere i i i'm actually going to call him because every moment i have with him is valuable yeah yeah and <laughs> what are you just, trying to say he's old uh <laughs> Well, I'm saying he's 97. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know how long some people live, but I'd like him to live to 130. Yeah. That would be damn cool. Now, wouldn't it be great if he outlived us all? Like, it's that would, possible. Yeah, I know. What if he's Moses? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if anybody, Methuselah. You know, yeah. By the way, I just speaking of Moses, I just watched... Um, uh, and my next guest, or whatever that is, the David Letterman Netflix show. Okay, yeah, yeah. Have you been watching that? I have not, no. It's worth watching. Okay. There's a wisdom to him. And I used to be on his show a lot, and he was always crazy kind. Mm-hmm. And just hearing how self-deprecating he is and how much he didn't think he did anything special is kind of heartbreaking because he yeah. did change things. Jerry Seinfeld was yelling at him that you changed things. You yeah. really did change television. He's, he's always like he's always just just flogged himself. Really, like that's you, kind when of. When I met thing. him, I was twenty-one, and he was one of my first MCs at the Comedy Store. Oh. I would assume you were on the show a bunch. I was, I was a New Yorker, and yes, I would do a show about. I did it about five times, something like that. It was the dynamic. It was the curmudgeon and the little kid who was oblivious. That was the that was the gag that but we did. But you had a wisdom. You were one of those. But that was the gag know, that we you, did. You have to. You right, right. Yeah. Like yeah. That was that was our bit kind of thing. I okay. gotta ask you because I because we're on a podcast, so I can. Yeah. If please. we were at a party mm-hmm. or or just having Cajun food or or uh, Dan's uh, fried chicken, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't dare ask you. But I'm here, and you have a lot of listeners, and you're a well known person in an unusual way where. I mean, the world loves you, and that's a fact, because you had a knowledge, and I know a few people like this in my life, that at three years old, you knew things that people never know. You were just able to look at people and understand things, and I don't know if you felt that way in retrospect. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know any other life than my own. And it's a grown-up world. Yeah, and here's the thing, is that... I can't compare like the way I view people or the way I viewed people um, through someone else's lenses. It's only with age that I realized like, oh, I was actually pretty good about reading a room. You know, I was like, that was the thing. I was, I can't tell you how many times I was shoved into a room when I was a little kid and said, you know, be clever, be charming, be funny. You know, and we and, don't love that. Yeah, yeah, right. There's exactly. Nothing, nothing good about. But that. you know what? I was good at it. And for, you know, like that was the thing was that you don't know any better. And it's kind of like, well, I was actually kind of just, you know, it was a little bit of almost be you because that's the way I was. And you had a, you would say you had a joyous spirit. You were, yes, exactly. It was very, very inviting so and very, very outward. It wasn't in that thing of sit on a block of ice or what kill your dog. You yes. Know? No, it wasn't that, you know, I mean, it became that after a while because there was way too much money on the line and there was way too much just like everything else was on the line but uh no no honestly i actually like yeah no i was uh, you know i liked being the center of attention when i was a kid kind of thing but again it, it took a turn you know where i was like well you took a break i mean you well it took a, yeah it took a turn before that and it took me another like three or four years before i was actually able to take a couple steps back and figure like things out and all that kind of stuff and then you know 
Oh, so you went through, I didn't, I didn't know this, but you went through a difficult time. It, it wasn't even difficult. It was, no, it, it was, was transitional. No, it was transitional. It was the fact that, uh, um, my father was like finally gone and I was actually able to do what I wanted to do. All right. the things I was like, I need to take a break. I, I I'm going to go to every year of high school fully, like without any kind of work or anything like that. Like I'm actually going to be a human being. I mean, how do you expect me to, you know? do anything if I don't have any life experience kind right, of stuff. And right. so like, look, I'd made my mark. I'd made my name. I'd made my fortune. What else do you guys want really at that point? You know? So like, yeah, like, so I was willing to just rest on my laurels at that point. Well, it goes different ways and everybody has to face who they are. You look at Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. This is a very successful child actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Decades beyond her years in understanding, mm-hmm. and then went through all this stuff that we couldn't understand. Fucking Hinkley, people. you know, yeah. You could, you could understand it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that. Well, I see a group every week, so yeah. So that's we're, good. We're, yeah, <laughs> is Hinkley? He's he's free, isn't he? Uh, well, I think I think he's on a medical release, so it's oh, like so yeah. medicinal marijuana. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Bob Saget sativa in case anybody wants to yeah, buy. Yeah, okay. It. But I'm not gaining anything from okay, this. Okay, so so tell me about this because you mentioned it off off air. So tell 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 me about this. So there is there is pot named after me, and it's usually a sativa because I supposedly relax people, but I don't think that's possible yeah. now that they know me. Yeah, exactly. And there's nobody who knows you. Yeah. And there's many strains of it, and I call it strain because that's what I do when I smoke. Strain. I, I, I just sit on the pot, but um <laughs> has that effect. And there's all the t- What about all the T-shirts? Aren't you sick of it that you don't... You could hire an attorney. I could hire an attorney. And all the stuff. There's do you so know much how expensive swag. that is? It is expensive. And what do you do? You'll, you'll pay. You're robbing guys that are. So they're making a few bucks. I mean. How it's, much are they making? Your legal fees are going to be what be they're more. making. And you're going to shut down like 50 different operations. Like, you know, it, it, listen, it's all right. If something blows up. That's when you kind of get on top of it, kind of thing. It's like right. the Obama Hope poster. You know how Shepard Ferry got into trouble for that. Remember those days? Yeah. Well, remember those Obama days, the remember, salad days. Remember any poster that said Hope on it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope is what I should yeah, yeah, say. Exactly. Nope. Oh but, my. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, so you have a sativa. Have you actually ever walked into one of those uh, dispensaries? And, yeah, I I did. Yeah, and, and asked for. They're a, very excited. Do you, do you have a me? Well, I don't have, I didn't have the card, and I'm not a smoker. So I did all of my drugs in in the early 80s. I came out to L.A. in 78. I'd won the student Oscar for a film I made about my nephew who had his face reconstructed. Please save your laughs till the end. Yes. And he was the event planner for the scleroderma benefit. He's, he's, He's 50 now, 49. And um, so you walked into a dispensary, uh, and, and I, had I actually walked in to buy cigars, and I didn't know it was a dispensary because I, I just Googled a uh, smoke T- shop, or smoke shop, and yeah. I was coming down the California coast, and I see, oh my goodness, there's smoke shops every mile. So, oh wait, these aren't smoke shops. Yeah, yeah. And it was like it originally been like a five and ten dime store. Yeah, that's not anything what I just said, and. I said, do you have any cigars? And the guy said, yes. And I went, I don't want pot cigars. Because it didn't take me long yeah, to figure yeah, out yeah. where it was. I mean, yeah. there's bongs everywhere. And <laughs> Those are for tobacco. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> and they still are ha- they're on the lookout a little bit, even though it's legal here, that someone would, I don't know, but you can't rob them. I mean, you're not going to. It's legal, so it's legal. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's, he it's, eyed it's me. And then he, the black market. You know, he yeah. gave, right. Any or or the better pot that you can't get it. Yeah, exactly. Here, something like a Cuban cigar that's all a bunch of bullshit. Anyway, yeah. so then anyway, he gave me a, a cigar and I smelled it and it smelled like I was in a hookah bar. It didn't smell like yeah, a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I bought a couple and stopped and met my friend in in uh, Santa Barbara and we sat on the side of the ocean uh, next to the Biltmore Hotel and just smoke these odd perfumed cigars <laughs> and we kept asking each other for an hour are you high are you are you are, high <laughs> am i high am i high so you saw the bob saga there but you didn't buy any uh no no and if you look online there's all different kinds there's kinds that are in jars really nice jars yeah, which i'm yeah. happy about yeah like nice little mason jars yeah, yeah they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're beautiful they're like cold cream 
And <laughs> exactly, like, like Noxzema. With you know? buds, yeah. It <laughs> keeps me refreshed. I, I'm just not, I, when I, people think I'm stoned all the time for some reason because I kind of talk like I'm stoned to them. Mm-hmm. Because I'm 63 and I don't talk like a 63 year old, but but what's that? Believe me, I'm not what you, what I used to be either. So there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've always ta- no, I didn't used to talk like this. I was kind of a, a a pretty nerdy, really nerdy guy, really nerdy. Well, I mean, I think that that was kind of a part of the shtick. Like anyway, no, like, it wasn't. It wasn't. Was, it was just was, that was the way you talked. Oh my god, it was so sad. <laughs> but I I talked real fast and I would say non sequiturs. And when I first got to the comedy store. I met Robin Williams, and anybody funny, he was just drawn to. He was mm. a, a vacuum cleaner for what funny yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And he was a friend, and he was uh, a miracle. And mm. um, and I, I used to say, my mother's Gumby, and my father's Pokey, and I'm Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I have the brain of a German Shepherd and the body of a 16-year-old boy, and they're both in my car, and I want you to see them. <laughs> so it would be like some kind of odd Canterbury tale. Yes, I don't know what it yes, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got off stage and he went, so your mother's Gumby and your father's Pokey and your Mr. Potato Head? And I went, uh, yep. Yeah. And he went, okay. You know, well, you're very funny. Uh, and then I would hang out with him and then, um, and then I wouldn't. And all, the, and all the cocaine? There was a lot. I didn't, I didn't, um, uh, you know, I don't recall. Um, <laughs> there you go, yeah. Because yeah. cocaine affects memory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how much cocaine there was. You don't remember. <laughs> well, you came out, you said, uh, so you, when did you start comedy? I, mean, I started comedy when I was 17. How old were you? I, uh, what year was that? That was, jeez, uh, God. Um, let's see. So that would be, I started, uh, graduated high school in 74, so that would be around 73 or something. Okay, gotcha. Because you said you moved out to L.A., what, 78? From Philadelphia in 78. I was going to ask, so you're Philly? You're East Coast? I'm Philly. Oh, really? Where are you? I'm New York. Manhattan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I like that. Yeah, I'm Manhattanite. You know, yeah. I like it a well, lot. Well, I can see why you and Seth get along. He's a Philly kid, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so, something like when Seth and I... So he came up to me at this Playboy Mansion because this this is what this interview is going to be like. It's not an interview. This conversation is going to be like. Um, uh, he came up to me and he said, "You are so much different than people think you are. You are like the coolest guy, and you're the funniest guy." <laughs> it's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. It is, yeah. And I, I took a little bit of offense to it, but he had just come off of Austin Powers too. Yeah, yeah. So his 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 chest was pumped. Yeah. Um, but he was also very young, and yeah. I also just knew I felt like I was related to him. I felt like we're there's a DNA test somewhere waiting for <laughs> yeah. us. He's he's a very relatable person to begin with, anyway. Yeah, yeah. he's a very loving person. Yeah, and he is he cares about people, mm-hmm. and that's what I think. Uh, here we go. The, that's what I think this time is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow that this is about an uprising of people that care about people. Yeah, I think and, that, that, that's a counterbalance to what's been going on. And there's extremists the on both comment. sides that yeah. are driving me crazy because they're not helping anything. Mm-hmm. They're just yelling at each other. Yeah. But it's to... I'm the guy that if you see a dog on the side of the road, I call 911 mm-hmm. on the freeway and say, he's walk, where is he? Well, I just passed Robertson, and I'm on 10, mm-hmm. and he's walking the wrong way. He's going to get hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is this? It's Bob Saget, so please <laughs> help the dog. You, know, you have to say the Bob Saget. That's, that's, that's the way you got to do it from now on. No, they, they usually go, you are Bob Saget, because the voice is like... <laughs> yeah, it's very specific. And that's the story of how I met your mother. They know they recognize <laughs> it. You know? I got around. <laughs> So you came out to L.A. in uh, 78, you said? Yeah. After I, the clubs well, in Philly? When I was 17 in Philly, I won a radio contest. I did all musical songs, musical comedy, and the song was about bondage. Now, a 17-year-old doesn't write a song so, about so, bondage. Yeah, so you were yeah, you read Alex damaged. bondage. You know. <laughs> it was so damaged. And, and I idolized Martin Mull, who was a comedy guitarist and i'm and a fantastic painter uh, uh, i'm directing a documentary about him that oh, cool. kevin bright is producing and we've been working on it for a year so far and we've been interviewing great people eric idol and steve martin we, we have we have a martin mull in the house i'm going to get a martin mull and yeah. buy a couple of them because i want to see what you have i want yeah, to see yeah yeah i'll show it to you on the way out he yeah, is yeah. he is a genius yeah no it's great actually i and asked him if so you were... nonplussed about everything i know and I, I would ask him because I paint, and I asked him like about some of his techniques and stuff like that. And I was like, "Are you using a projector?" Because what he does is he makes 
uh, collages. Yes. And then he repaints them, but it looks like he's putting them on a projector and, you know, tracing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a projector. No. But, no, he's like, no, no, I do it with fine detail. No, I've got an old look magazine next to me. I put some of that in it, and then I put some images of... of, He makes a collage. Women holding shotguns aimed at the community. And then, like, you know, and then just like a happy little girl on a tricycle, like driving by kind of thing. The 50s. He locked in at the 50s. Yes. He can't explain. It's, 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 It's Rockwell meets Banksy. That's really exactly what it, what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic work. He does really I, fantastic I am going, work. And I, I'm asking for the Martin Mull discount because of the movie. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> but I, I just adore him. And yeah, he's a sweetheart. Like, yeah. Like, uh, uh, my and he girl- doesn't want to be. He's, I he's, know. It's almost like a Letterman quality. He doesn't want to be admired. There's a wryness to it. It's like, I haven't done anything special. Yeah. You know, 50 television shows, you know, 25 movies. Yeah, yeah, it was Colonel Mustard, whatever. You're right. (laughs) There's four endings. It was a pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass. But uh, we've been interviewing all the people, beginning Leslie Ann Warren and people that were in Michael McKean, people that were in Clue. Oh, that's awesome. As well as people that uh, know him from all the work. I mean, he's just done... I mean, there's so many different kinds of work he's done. My special lady friend, who you met, uh, uh, she worked with him on a on a on a series uh, for a while. Which it one? Was, it was called Dads, not Moms. Dads. Yeah, I feel like I have a few of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was always at the I mean, TV Guide review would be, "Why does he always have to play a father?" I yeah. said, "Do I look like a secret agent? <laughs> yeah. Do I, I look like a deli clerk or a doctor?" <laughs> no, you're 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 the starting quarterback of your of your fucking football team. That's what you look That's like. That's what I, I look yeah, like. Yeah. Let me just get this pumped up. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, here, let me let me do a little break thing. Uh, we cut to commercials sometimes. Uh, I support these commercials. Yeah, you know what? It's a, they support this. It supports this thing. Thanks for paying for my microphones. Uh, so en- enjoy this uh, this ad. All right, there you go. Hello, and welcome to Meditation Minute. I'm your guide, Louis Prada. Join me as we escape the desert island of confusion on a raft made of inner peace and lots of driftwood. Normally I'd tell you to close your eyes so you can reduce distraction to more easily reach a meditative state, but today we're going to do the opposite. I want you to keep your eyes wide open, and instead of focusing on your breathing, I want you to extend outward and focus on the things you see. So let's begin by taking a big deep breath in and out, and let's keep those eyes wide open. As I look out my window, I see the trees swaying gently in the breeze. I see an old man walking down the sidewalk. I see a younger man approaching the old man. Hello, sir, I imagine the young man is saying. Got any spare change, sir, is probably what he's saying as he appears to be extending his hand outward. I think I've got something here somewhere, probably replies the old man as he... Oh, oh, he just spit in the young man's hand. Oh, and he's giving him the finger now. Oh, double fisting the middle finger. This old man doesn't give a hoot. The young guy's talking again. From his body language, it looks like he's saying something like, Sir, consider me befuddled, because I don't know why you'd go and do something like that then. Now he's jammed the old man's middle fingers into his eye sockets. The old man appears to be screaming, but not in pain. He looks like he's trying to muster courage and resolve. To what end, I don't know, but oh, there it is. He just pulled his own eyes out of his head, which are skewered down to the second knuckle on his middle fingers. Well, that wasn't very nice, young man. Let me impart a few words about respecting your elders. The old man is lifting his cane and... Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's gruesome. Oh, this is... Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh, okay. Well, um, I think, um, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna close my eyes after all and, um, and then maybe the curtains and then pray that the old man didn't see me. I hope this guided meditation has brought you the serenity you seek. My name is Louis Prada and this has been Meditation Minute. Namaste. And we're back. All right. All right. Uh, okay. We back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't pee. Uh, actually, we no, actually didn't. I did. It was yeah. just a little spot. <laughs> just, just right here. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Do you like this rug? We just got this rug yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So, I really I really like this rug yeah, because my, it's a modern 
uh, version of an old, the oldest rug that exists. So, so my lady, she's on a rug kick lately. So we're buying, we have a new place. So we have these all these new rugs. It's beautiful, actually. It's not black and white. It's it's it, that cool blue and white. It's a cool blue and white, and a little gray in there. So uh, so we just placed this thing. We moved all like the couch and everything like that. We moved it around. Yeah, you got to move some, it around. For the, and guess for what? The, the fucking dog peed on it this morning. <laughs> oh, really? You need, uh, they're not a sponsor, but you, there's a spray. Yeah, I know. No. It's in a red container. Listen, you could walk- Like I say, you were to resolve all your issues. Yeah. Well, if you walk around this whole thing, you wouldn't even tell where she did it because I took care of it before oh, she before she well, woke this, up. This, if you resolved all your issues, I'm not saying the uh, name of the product. Yeah, yeah, but I. Uh, but it I, really I, does work. I had a dog, Alan. He was a King Charles Spaniel. I love I love dogs and cats with like normal people names. Yeah, he was named after my dentist it's in like Philadelphia. Steve or Doug. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> so you had, uh, you had a dog named Alan. What kind of yeah, dog was it? He was a King Charles Spaniel. Okay. Yeah. What do you have? You have a gorgeous. Oh, There's a, a Shiba Inu. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a Japanese. Wasn't she a singer with Prince? I know it sounds that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're Japanese hunting dogs. You know? and, but they're uh, so non-fierce. What are they going to hunt? A fly? No, because they, they can burrow. Because they're kind of small. They, like, you see, she's built like a German Shepherd, but just like a quarter of the size. But she looks like a pedigreed, gorgeous thing that but doesn't they, they, get dirty. They catch like like ferret-sized kind of animals, like that I like kind of ferrets. stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, we have a skunk under the house. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, well, you know what? I I heard him. He's right under this window, uh, and uh, and so my does uh, he st- does he skunk the place? Well, so no, my my contractor let me know that this, like fucker broke in, and I thought it, it could be a raccoon or a skunk or whatever. Last night, you can see I've actually I have a flashlight on my table right now because I kept on going outside last night. I finally fucking found the fucker. Uh, I wasn't crawling under the house because he did. No, I he ran all the way around. He did a, a U like around my whole yard, and then ran, I saw where he ran out. So because I'm doing all this construction, I grabbed a cinder block, dropped it right where he walked out. He hasn't come back yet. He has not come back yet. So that was last night. He feels your power. Saying, well, it's yeah, it's I, like a transformer move. A I just don't block I, listen. To a skunk. I, I don't want to kill no skunk. You know, I don't want to kill no, no raccoon or nothing. I like ain't that. afraid of no ghost. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but also at the same time, I don't want you living under my house because honestly, it's been making all my animals anxious as shit. My dog can can smell it and can hear it. Oh, it's horrible. And, I had yeah. two dead skunks in the back of my house, which is in the hills. It's in a kind of a canyon, and there were two dead skunks, and I had to send a guy up to go get it. It's his job. And he went and uh, he got them out of there. And they'd already been like coyotes had done a number on them. Yeah, so you got and, coyotes in there too. <laughs> oh, I got everything. I got everything. It's kind of when you live up in the hills, kind of. Mm. There's That's The nice why- thing is the deer that you see. Then you wonder, please get out of the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go live in the wild. Yeah, go, 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 go. Go up Baby's to Mulholland where it's safe. <laughs> go up to Mulholland. Yeah. <laughs> go where James Dean spun out. Yeah, exactly. Now, there can't be anyone offended by that because he's too, gone so long. No, too soon. Too soon, Bob Saget. <laughs> too soon for everybody. Cleopatra. Uh, uh, so, okay, so you come out in 78. Yeah, I came out in 78, and I was going to go to USC grad school for film. For film? So I would have been, by now, already made 10 horror movies, you know, no yeah. question. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> was, that, was that, that, that? That was the thing to do. You made horror movies. Well, because they're, yeah. they're cheap and easy, essentially. And, and that's how you, you make your mark. you prove that you're a filmmaker. Yeah. And I've been able to disprove that many times since. But, <laughs> but um, I... Then Mitzi at the comedy store said, you should work here for free. So I did. I said, what a great opportunity. And so you just started doing like what you're taking. Well, five? Letterman was my first MC, and then Robin Williams and Richard Pryor were coming in and I was at the back of the room with Billy Crystal and Billy was on Soap, the sitcom and which was a damn good sitcom. I remember Soap, yeah, yeah. And he would say, You're you're really funny. You're gonna and then I knew I was validated by the people that I thought were the best that existed on the earth. Mm-hmm. And then Richard took a liking to me and I was in a movie with him when I was 26. And and I, I it, it's really interesting. I, I didn't have enough confidence to go, you're a comedian, you're going to do this. It had to be told to me, and it gets told to you by the audience. So you like, yeah, you kind of just. You, I did well with the audience. I was gonna say, like, so you kind of started doing some stand up in Philly, I guess, and then and musical stuff, all all comedy. So songs. it wasn't straight stand up. No, I yeah. hid behind a guitar a long time. Yeah, and then Mitzi did me a favor because she truly believed that the comedy store, though it was a huge money maker for her, in the early '80s, it's kind of like it is now. 
except it was even better. I mean, you couldn't get into any room because if you walked into the original room, you'd be watching Michael Keaton, yeah, Richard yeah. Pryor. Jeez. Johnny Carson got up a couple times. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was nuts. Letterman Jeez. was an MC. Never thought he was any good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you, you could tell by watching him that there was just this special host of all hosts. Yes. Uh, yeah, George Plimpton called it X Factor. Looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that is, that's what it is. Yeah. And um, and then I was a host in the main room, which used to be Ciro's, which has ghosts in the bottom. I got <laughs> Sam Kennison his first spot at the comedy store because I met him no in shit. Houston. And he was persecuted in Houston. Uh, people that don't know Sam Kennison, he was an evangelist uh, with, a, with the whole dog and pony uh, trunk show with the tents. And he would cure people, bring them up and heal them and <laughs> get the spirit out and yep, hit yep. them in the head and... Um, just just and, watch uh, Rodney Dangerfield's Back to School. <laughs> I was I was there to get. And I introduced Sam to Rodney, so really? that's oh. how old Jeez, I fucking am. And uh, Sam, this is what Sam did. A club in Houston told him he couldn't work there, so he chained himself to a telephone pole in front of the club, put a crown of thorns around his head with fake blood, wore a diaper, and said that they were persecuting him like Jesus Christ. Wow. It was on the front page of the Houston Chronicle entertainment section. That's entertainment. <laughs> Fucking God bless. Jesus. And, and I said, uh, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you because I can't believe this exists. Yeah, yeah. And he knew you that look I, like you need some help. <laughs> well, he didn't need me. But, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, but he did. He did need help. And, well, because, um, I mean, he was probably just getting plugged in in L.A. Well, he went to a very negative place. You know, he was into negative that, stuff. That seemed like, kind of like the time in, like, the late 70s, early 80s. Like It was rock scene. and roll comedy. It was, yeah. And so when I came up, and the guitar for me was my rock and roll comedy version. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Mitzi Shore did one great thing for me besides letting me work there for free is uh, mm-hmm. letting me host the Westwood Comedy Store where a lot of us, especially Sam, would, would go, and I couldn't have a guitar, so she made me take it off, so it was, I learned how to be a, a comedian. And then I, I'm still learning. Um, my as, as every special I do, like the new hour that I'm working on is ha- the hardest I've ever done, because I want to say something. Yeah. And I don't want it to be political, and I don't want to. I want it to be something. Even though that, you want it to, you don't. Well, want Well, it, it is political in terms of I'm talking about. If you talk about people being kind to one another, you're political. Technically, yeah, exactly. You're, you're talking you about you, the environment, and I'm not talking about like like leaves and grass. I'm talking about the environment of the world. It all of a sudden now you're political. It you wants know? to hate. Yeah, and um, it's not supposed to. Yeah, and uh, but it's been it, it in everyone's defense. You know, Les Miserables is based on that. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Killing yes. of Jesus is based on that. You no know? shit. Someone says something nice, you kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually uh, with my wife the other night, and she didn't see a lot of RFK stuff. So that would be Robert F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And we watched his speech when he went to Atlanta and announced to Atlanta in front of a, a 99 crowd of African Americans that Martin Luther King had been shot. They had not known the news. It had not been released on television. And he stood on a truck. And if you want to Google something meaningful, Google it. Because it's a speech that's... um, I mean, I I wanted him... What we need is um, a great anything hope. You know? I yeah. don't. I don't care um, what person that is. I kind of man, I, woman, gay, straight, uh, orange, orange, no orange, no orange, no, no more. We no, had orange. No, no, we don't. No purple's yeah, good. Yeah, 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 red and yellow is the new black. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, one day the bad people will be wearing that in jail. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't you, think there's any red and yellow. I think that's uh, the Hamburglar, I think, wore that. I'm not yeah, sure. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, only Hamburglars wear that. But to be in a hate monger time is uh, I, I think, uh, you so know, scary for kids. Listen, I got three great daughters, and they're scared. I was going to ask about, like, yeah, your family and stuff like that. I mean, look, look, every, every generation, like, or at least every kind of wave, there's always a bounce. Like it's a uh, politics and just life in general, like or society in general. It's like a rubber ball, 
and it just kind of bounces, and there's ups and downs and so forth, and they all react to the surface that they bounce on. So I'm like, you know what? Like they, they're, you know, with what's going on with Trump or whatever. Like this might be a weird bounce back to what's what what happened in the administration before that, and I think that might be a really neat bounce after this, especially how far we've dropped or the surface that we've hit. And how many years is it going to take to bounce back? Because we we are quickly going back to what people think is a kinder gentler time and it is it is not oh it is most it, certainly not it i mean is it's definitely, it's, it's, there's nothing kind or gentle about this administration like i watched apocalypto the other night mel gibson's movie. Yeah, oh, wow. right. that's a laugh riot <laughs> yeah i want to take that and put a sweetened track on it and yeah, get yeah. some good do, laughs do you want to do, do some lip dubs for it like you know, just like just, i would totally just, dub just, that yeah, whole like, movie yeah yeah meet me you and we'll get michael winslow oh yeah. let's do it he <laughs> can do all the uh, all the Thrashing through no, the trees. He, 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 we'll have him do Foley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was good at that. He still is. He's still out Did there. Did you know doing. him back in the day? Yeah. I know everybody. I, I kind of figured you seem like the guy it's who knows really everybody. really weird. You seem I, like the guy who knows everybody. And I name drop it. I'm not ashamed. Okay. I know Michael Winslow. I just want to, just want to know. <laughs> to get you, yeah, I used to get I you I never laid. met Chaplin or Jack Benny because I'm a baby. But, oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I was in the middle of a bunch of shit. You ever meet Bob Hope? I did meet Bob Hope. Yeah, same. And I believe Fist he, bump. And he was pooping himself, I think, when I met him. Yeah. He was in a wheelchair at the Carousel of Hope Ball. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Which he was also sitting on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, he he sat there. on his balls. But I want to tell you. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody. I actually, uh, I shouldn't say this, but I never found him funny until I fully got in the show business and realized with variety to How, walk out mm-hmm. and to just be Bob Hope, whether you're laughing at it or not, the jokes are there or not. He's not inherently funny. Yeah, his sketches weren't great, things like his that. His stand-up wasn't great, nope. but his, but he wasn't a force of personality. Seemed to be a prick. He didn't seem nope. to be one. Some of them did. Yeah, you could tell by watching them. That doesn't seem like a nice man. Yeah, um, but he was warm. He was inviting. Or, or woman, you know. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, not enough funny women. I mean, I, I look at, um, I mean, Elaine May. I was in love with. I wanted to marry Elaine. Yeah, May. and yeah, I was young, yeah. young. So I mean, I was, uh, I'm, I was Asian, is what I'm saying. I was young, young. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a good one. There you go. Keep, 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 keep uh, massage that one. Massage yeah, that, that, that again. How could you say something so racist? Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, see, but you saw what I did too. You, you went yeah. massage, massage one out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have an Asian girlfriend. Do you know how I know she's, she's Asian? Beautiful. Thank you. Do you know how I know she's Asian? She's hungry an hour later. No, no, it's the shape of her eyes. It's a dead giveaway. Just, oh, yeah, that's actually time. just an yeah. honest answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's my Yoko. She's my China doll. No, but she's she's as sophisticated, intelligent. She is. She is uh, Yoko is sophisticated intelligent even if people want to bitch that she broke up the Beatles yeah, no. How do you no. get mad at somebody for falling in love with somebody? No, no. And it, maybe she saved his fucking it, life. It had nothing to do with it. Then she, you know, had virtually nothing to. Do. It's their personalities had everything to do with but it. But in Let It Be, she is in a bag in the recording studio. She's in a pl- in a in a bag. Yeah, but you know, like listen, John also let that happen. Yoko is not in that band. I don't know. John, 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 allowed John that seemed to be a bit medicated at the time. Yes, um, one of the geniuses of all time. No way. On <laughs> drugs? How could they do drugs? <laughs> How could... I couldn't believe. And what I was influenced, I think, the most by them is how every few years they changed completely. Yeah. And bands today can't do that. Can't come out with like eight great albums and also just... A, a, just but change, change philosophically, change with, change with the times. You know, yeah, not even change but with the times. Create the times. Create the times. Exactly. Not change with the times. It was. It was. It, and 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 I um, have nowhere near any of that talent. But every seven years, something happens to me where I'm a different thing. So like people yeah. try to peg you and go, "You're this. You're that. Oh, you're dirty. You're father on TV, but you're dirty stand up." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Did you see my last one?" My last special, and I went, no, because I saw that one from where you said fuck every five seconds. I said, well, I was at NYU, and the kids were 19, and, yeah. and I'm a chameleon. That's, that's the bit I'm doing. Yeah, that yeah. was my rim shot, the yeah. word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm working now on, on stuff that has more meaning to me than it ever has, and it's not political, but it is. it has to do with racial consciousness and... and 
just evolution and, and i try to do things that are evergreen as a stand-up yeah of course. i never thought that's i'd still goal. be doing yeah, st- yeah because th- then it applies no matter what yeah um and stories tend to do that you yeah know. anything personal you know always works or even you look at and i was watching this uh, again this new david letterman uh show two years old on netflix and jerry seinfeld was the guest and he was actually interviewing david in a lot of ways and he was pretty masterful in it and he's he, he's kind of a godfather well he's, seinfeld, he's a great know. he is a great stand-up yeah they're just it's undeniable and and he was talking to Dave on this thing, and Dave says, "Do you talk about this, this, and this?" He says, "No, I talk about raisins." And Dave goes, "Raisins? I got seven minutes on <laughs> raisins minutes on transitioning raisins. <laughs> into raisinettes." <laughs> and that's the beauty. Yeah, that's comedy. And yes, he wants it word perfect, so that's not how I work as a comedian. Uh, but he is one of the greatest comedians that will ever live. Yeah, I, I mean, he is. Um, and I started with him. I mean. I at 22, I took uh, Jerry, George Wallace, Gary Shandling, Bruce Baum, and a couple of the comedians to Disneyland, and <laughs> I was the guy that just wanted friends. So I, I took everybody to Disneyland. Did everyone go to and Disneyland, and we all went. And, <laughs> and I was in front of Jerry. Did the score? I would, I would love to see Gary Shandling at Disneyland. Like <laughs> he, it was jokes. There were jokes were coming. Oh, I'm sure they know? were. Yeah. And. Um, Jerry, Why do I know any? <laughs> Jerry was uh, the thing that made Jerry laugh was always state the obvious, state exactly what you're looking at. And so on Thunder Mountain, which had just opened when mm. we went, beginning of the ride, um, there was a goat with dynamite at the top of the thing. It's a robot, you know, yeah. audio animatronic, mm-hmm. not a robot. It's a fake, animatronic, fake, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Goat with dynamite. So Jerry's in front of me, and I go, "Oh my God, a goat with dynamite." And I said it in Jerry's cadence, and he, I was able to, I was always able to make him hit the floor because I would try to replicate his cadence. Oh, okay, um, and he, it's very specific too. Yeah. It's it's really, and it's all knowing, and it's arrogant, and yeah. it's, and he's not wrong. Yes, yes, but I he think is, but works. he is a little, but he, but he is. It's a different thing. I, I'm a free. I, I like to look at stand up more as jazz. So I'll, yeah. I'll go with the subject matter, but then I like to. Just, and I didn't really find that style until, God, really. Well, I always had it, well, but I riffed, they say, but I, they, they but say I was takes, running from the law. Well, they say it takes 10 years to find like your voice, it essentially. Took me 10 years of bombing. I mean, it was... That's it was, that's kind of... I think bombing is actually apparently very important. You know? And you got to get up, and you just got to keep doing it. Like, I didn't even want to do stand-up. I did it last night because Don Rickles' daughter, Mindy Rickles, did a thing at the Laugh Factory, and... Who's Don Rickles? Duncan. Okay, okay. <laughs> there are people that ask that. They don't oh, know. I did a show in London. They, never, they don't they, know they, who Don Rickles is. They, they, they like never been to the Catskills? No, <laughs> right? They weren't at the Mount Airy Lodge. Yeah. Don was like a dad to me. He was. Uh, well, Stamos yeah. made it happen. Stamos was always like, you wouldn't know anybody if it wasn't for me. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. <laughs> I have no life without Uncle yeah, Jesse. Yeah, th- thanks. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah. He's also one of the best people alive. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got to work with him. He actually did a. He worked half a day on Party Monster with me and Seth, and so that's how actually like, the first time that's I met him. Out now. What? What's out now with you? And oh, Seth? Changeland. I need to see it. I call it Changeland. Do you like it? Yeah. Yes, I do. Is it fun? Yeah. My buddy made a movie, and he asked me to be a part of it, and I lent my name and my talent to it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I actually do enjoy it. Um, I think. Did, uh, he, did he write it? Yeah, he wrote. Right. I, I, kept, so I kept on teasing him. It's his baby. I, I kept on teasing him on set. I'm like, all right, Orson Welles. Like, you know, what are you doing? Like, he's writing, producing, you well, know. I did that. Uh, di- directing and editing and doing, doing, trying to do everything at once. And so I think he. I got, just did that. And yeah. I was disappointed. That, I think that seems to be a consensus. But, but the people, there are people that absolutely love it and then people that give it. If they could pick a booger out of their nose and throw it at a rotten tomato, that's what that rating they would give. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what's the name of that flick? Benjamin, that you did? and it was written by a guy named Joshua Turek and produced by Nicholas Tabarak, who I'm having dinner with, who makes a bunch of movies and has a bunch. Tell, of, tell them I say hi. I will mention that you right yeah, away. Yeah, thanks. Tell them both, please. When you name drop, please tell. Them. That's yeah, the yeah. best answer anybody's ever said to me. Because I name drop like a fox's assholes on fire. And um, but the thing is, I was really proud of it. But I could have used uh, a director to help me track my character. 
and I could have also used an actor play me. Um, it's one. It's one of the other almost a little bit. Unless you've got a 30, 40 day shoot, and I had fifteen days. Jesus and Christ! So when you do that, Jesus Christ would have had an easier time with this. Yeah, yeah. Because there would have been a wine budget because we just would have yeah, ordered sparklets. Yeah. Um, I know where you're going. Nah, man, it's a rough town. <laughs> but I'm proud of it because we did it, and it had a message. But um, it was kind of it's, like, it's, it's a lot to bite off, you know, when you when you are trying to be behind the camera and in front of the camera at the same time. It's a, it's a it, let's it, ask. It's good if you got time. Yeah. If you have time in rehearsal yeah. and I was barking and blocking it like I was doing a sitcom. You're going to be here, you're going to be here, you're going to be here, you're going to be... How can actors find... But there's no other way to do it in 15 days. Yeah. With an 11-page scene that you have to shoot in one day. I'm making excuses for myself, but it's a fact. Yeah. And I know how to do it. It's a sixth movie I made, so... It was, uh, and it came out on Redbox, which is, sounds like a joke because there's 40,000 kiosks, but it made all its money. There you go. Uh, and that doesn't happen. Yeah. And uh, then it's going to go on to VOD. People will be able who, to see who it. Else, in who else was uh, in it? Rob Corddry. Okay, yeah. Kevin Pollack. Oh, yeah, I love him. Dave Foley, Sherry O'Terry, Mary Gilpin, Clara Mamet. Um, That's a great David, cast. David Hull, who's great in it and um james preston rogers and a couple other great people you have to name oh, the whole uh, cast maryland rice cup she's awesome oh yeah yeah. There so you these go. are all cool people and i think i did a disservice to them by one we had no money and two um listen it's easy to shit on yourself when it comes to these kind of things so don't, don't if you're go standing there. on your head it's really easy to shit on yeah yourself. i know <laughs> believe the worst is to get a blumpy in your mouth oh really well, i don't what's... know what a blumpy is but it I sounds know. like a really bad sub shop <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually trying to imagine it <laughs> i just don't want the peppers <laughs> but i'm proud of it and max uh max burkholder from parenthood he played the autistic oh, okay. kid on parenthood he was he was benjamin and and I liked the script and worked on it for seven years. And then we got a deal from Redbox, who was wanting to be the next Netflix. And uh, 40,000 kiosks. There you go. <laughs> believe it's it or a, not. It's the second makes, time you've said that. That makes your money. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. then again, you're not in a theater. You don't get your three Lemley openings. Uh, but also, that, listen, but it's, not winning, it's not an Oscar winner. Listen, you know? the, the dynamic has changed anyway. I mean, like, yeah, because I mean, we're both kind of old school kind of people where it's like, oh, you want it in a theater with a paying audience. Like, that's. Or but, seven people, so you can send it in for what? A non nomination? I'm just saying, is that, like, but there's something about being on a big screen where it's like, now the well, world. played the, really well at the screenings. Well, this is what I'm saying. Well, listen. It was at the Beverly Hills Film Festival, which isn't officially a festival to some people mm -hmm. it's just, but it is because they do but premiere also, movies there and they were really nice the world has changed though now like you know like it, it's acceptable i mean like netflix got nominated for a freaking oscar in the past year like you know they get right, nominated, they they get nominated for emmys so they can. that's what i mean like the world is changing like yeah so oh, it's like, changing i this morning i woke up i can't get cbs I cannot, <laughs> no no i'm not joking i know there's no viacom i can't get showtime i have to only go on apps <laughs> on my apple tv in order to watch stephen colbert it's like three I mean, more that's button presses you know? yeah, yeah, yeah we talked about it i remember you're macaulay Yes. Okay. Or Mac, as your friend. Yeah. Every, yeah. It's it's one How'd syllable. How'd you get it's Mac? So How'd you get that? Uh, it's one syllable. It's you know it's it's easier than Macaulay. Believe me. Like when I was growing up, uh, especially when I was first coming up, it was uh, Macaulay, Macaulay. Like you know, and it was kind of just like just call me Mac. Where, it's, are you, where were you playing in Johannesburg? Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> no. No. I was in the Hamptons. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where you went during the winter. Yeah. Yeah. This is 1986. Oh my God. I was only six. You know. Yeah. You were, you were, you were, pictures coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Raise uh, up high so you don't get the giblets of my neck. Yeah. So, actually, you know, this is a perfect time for us to take a break because, actually, I need to pee. And uh, Sean's here. Say hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. He uh, said exactly what you said. See? It's classic. Classic Sean. You know what to do. <laughs> so he came by to get the good picture. That's good. And this uh, is my good side and yeah. everything. So why don't you I'm gonna take go a pee, pee break, and we're going to run some great sponsors yeah. that have nothing to do with pee. Yeah, and maybe you'll get sponsors, but if you're in a different region, then we're going to come right back. All right, bye. Hey, guys. So uh, I thought, actually, we are going to be winding things up with uh, Mr. Bob Saget, but... You know what? He is uh, such a good talker, and I loved having him on my couch. I have a, I have a comfy couch that has an ass groove in it. And uh, 
yeah, it was, uh, we decided to kind of keep talking for another hour or so. So I guess this is going to be one of those episodes where we divide it up into two. So uh, I guess tune in next week for more Bob Saget, everyone's father. I wish he was my dad. You dial 845 Easy E, your hoax. I said it's 845 Easy E, your hoax. It might sound dumb, but it's not a joke. It's 845 Easy E, hoax. That's Called out Tom Cruise. Um, Are you getting in the ring, Macaulay? That's all I'm saying. Are you getting in the ring? I never hear about is in The Force Awakens. Um, After fucking Han, after he's gone, bro, they land and Leia walks past. Okay, so um, I would like to tell everyone that I love you and eat shit. That's it. Kisses from mom. Basically losing a brother. And you want to tell me that she goes up and hugs Ray? Ray didn't know, didn't know shit. She didn't know nothing. Why in the fuck did they walk past Chewy like that? Yo, Mac, it's me, the Chewy's Geek. Love the podcast, dude. Um, but Take it easy. I need, I, need, I need some closure on that. I need closure for the Chewy fans out there. Why? 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 Why, goddammit? Why? And uh, I love you. Like, for real. And I'm not gonna suck any dicks either, but goddamn, I'm calling. Find me, gag me, take me to the bunny ranch. You are freaking lumberjack! Oh my god. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.